Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Uh, Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast. My name is Josh Proctor, and um, I will be with you again today on this journey of walking in freedom from pornography and freedom from sexual sin. Um, freedom from the shame that comes with that. We've been on this journey of trying to look at what is the heart issue behind um, the idolatry struggle, behind the pornography struggle, the sexual sin struggle. We've been using this acronym called BLAST, which just stands for Bored, Lonely, Angry, Afraid, Sad, Stressed, Shame, Tired. We've looked at bored and lonely and feeling angry, feeling afraid, um, we've looked at stress. Um, today, what we're really going to focus on is this idea of sadness. What do we do with unresolved pain, sadness, disappointment? Um, there's you know, no telling where you're watching this or experiencing this, but you know, I live in the United States of America, and American culture um, is very anti-experiencing pain. And what we want to do is avoid it. We want to escape from it. And that has also trickled into the church in our nation, or we want to avoid pain, we want to escape from pain. And so hopefully um, this particular podcast will talk to you about the importance of dealing with that pain, sadness, disappointment, so God can meet us in it. One of the reasons why it's so important to do that is if I don't, then what happens is anger and fear can seep into my heart because of that unresolved pain, because of that unresolved sadness. And so we want to talk about what does it look like for God to meet us in there. As I say in every podcast that we do, is this, this, this idea that we are you know, faith-based, that we believe Jesus Christ is the one that changes lives, that Jesus is the one that helps a person walk in freedom from pain and from shame and from sin. And so maybe you're watching this, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. I would just say this is an opportunity for you to recognize that I can't do life on my own. Jesus went to the cross and died a painful death and bar- you know, carried our sin and was buried and resurrected. And if I surrender my life to him and, and request forgiveness from him and say, Jesus, come into my life, he comes in and he takes control. And we believe that Jesus wants to you know, control our life and meet us in all the midst of our stuff in this life. And so we can experience him in the next life called heaven. And Maybe that's you, that for the first time you want to surrender your life to Jesus today. Maybe that's something that you have done, and there's this idea of Jesus meeting me in my pain and in my sadness as a new concept. And like I said, because we're faith-based and focus on what Jesus can do, we're always looking at Scripture, God's Word, the Bible, divided into two parts, the Old Testament, the New Testament. And so what we're going to look at specifically today um, is in the New Testament, we'll look at several passages of Scripture Um, One is in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Jesus is giving a sermon, and in that sermon, one of the things he says is, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. One of the greatest things we can do with our pain, with our sadness, with our disappointment, is to invite Jesus to comfort us in that, how we have to choose to grieve it to feel it so we can mourn it. 
Another passage that you know, Paul wrote, the book of Romans, verse, chapter 12, verse 15, it says to weep with those who weep. And this idea is that I need others in my life who are coming alongside me, not explaining away my pain, not encouraging me to escape from my pain, not in, in, even theologically trying to tell me about how God's sovereign in the midst of my pain but just to weep with me. Now, don't misunderstand me. God is sovereign. He is in control, and He allowed all that pain. But before I can experience that, I have to see that Jesus is meeting me in it and that God's people are meeting me in it, like weeping with me before I can see God's sovereignty in it. Another great passage Paul wrote, the book 2 Corinthians, wrote to the church of Corinth, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, another book in the New Testament. He says, blessed be the God of all comfort who comforts us so we can comfort others. See, we don't just want to experience Jesus in our pain and sadness. We want to experience that comfort from him so we can give that comfort away. Just as others weep with us, we can weep with them. But another important thing to point out is God does use pain, sadness, disappointment for his good. Romans chapter 8, again, we looked at Um, the book of Romans earlier, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, says that God causes all things to work together for good, for those who love him and are called. So if I'm a follower of Jesus, he wants to work these hard things in my life for the good. But sometimes it's hard to see the good. It's hard to see God's sovereignty in the midst of that. And one of the things that helps is knowing I'm not alone. The moment that I surrender my faith, my life to Jesus Christ, He sends His Holy Spirit to live inside of me. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 says, That Holy Spirit intercedes on my behalf with groanings too deep for words. When what I'm going through is so intense, I don't even know what to pray. He prays for me, and it's groanings. It's unintelligible. It's like even hard for me to comprehend or understand. But what I'm experiencing is I'm not alone in it. Why? Because I'm grieving it. I'm mourning it. I'm letting the Spirit intercede on my behalf. I'm letting God comfort me. I'm letting God's people weep with me. And then I, in turn, can do that for other people. So I gave you just a real quick kind of theological breakdown of how God meets us in our sadness. But what I would really like to do is talk practically about what that looks like. Um, If you've watched this before, you have heard me talk about some of our deep pain sadness, disappointment in life. One of those deepest pains and sadnesses that we've experienced um, was when our fifth child was born stillborn. It was so hard, um, just an awful experience, um, so lonely, so painful, so hard. Um, If there's something more painful than holding a lifeless infant in your arms, I don't want to know what it is. Oh my gosh. Guys, that was so hard. It was so hard, so painful. But one of the things that I remember is one of my closest friends, life, um, lifelong mentor that I've known for several, several, several years. The moment this happened, um, my mentor comes to the hospital almost immediately. My parents, who lived a few hours away from us at the time, leave, stop what they're doing, and drive the three-plus hours to the hospital. Kelly's mom 
you know, did the same thing, uh, as well as some other, you know, people in our life. And just this idea of them being with us. See, sometimes we think comfort is this idea of we've got to explain this away, or we've got to talk through these things, or, you know, here, just, just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Sometimes the best way to help someone is just to be with them. John chapter 1, verse 14, it says that Jesus came and dwelt among, literally translated tabernacled among, which is a reference to the Old Testament tabernacle when God's presence would go with the children of Israel. And it's this idea that Jesus came, left heaven, came to earth to live a life so he could die on a cross, rise from the dead, so we could have a relationship with him. But what John's saying was, he was with us. One of the best ways to experience comfort is for God's people to be with you in it. People in your life who are not going to explain it away. People in your life who are not going to preach at you initially. People in your life who are not going to try to help you escape. People who are going to be uncomfortable with the pain and just be with you and love on you. That's really Romans 12, 15, weeping with those who weep. I'm just going to be with you to weep with you. You know, another aspect of that is just learning how to cry out to the Lord. One of the things that um, my wife and I experienced when that happened is we were just kind of numb until eventually we weren't numb, and it hurt, and we felt it, and we felt it in deep places, and we wanted to avoid that pain, and we didn't want to feel that pain. But one of the things we were sensing from the Lord is that God was asking us, can you feel the pain? Can you cry out to that place of pain? To me, is what Jesus was saying. Can you mourn it? Can you grieve it? Can you be sad over it? A lot of times with pornography, I'm choosing to avoid sadness so I can feel good in the moment, have immediate gratification. All that does is lead to more shame, which can produce more sadness. It's just this horrific cycle. If sadness is one of the things that leads you to pornography, sexual sin, struggle, would you hear me? Let God's people be with you in it. Let Jesus be with you in it. A very practical way for me to learn how to do that was to find a place in my life where I just felt safe and I felt at peace. And one of those places for me is the yard. That's not a place for my wife. There's other places she finds where she has peace. But for me, it was the yard. I could go out and mow. I could go out and plant flowers. I could go out and trim a shrub. And when I would do that, it would kind of calm me down so that I could start to feel some of that sadness and then invite Jesus to be with me in it. And when I didn't even know what to pray, Romans 8, 26 and 27, the Holy Spirit could pray for me. Oh my gosh, what an encouraging thing to know that I wasn't alone in the midst of my pain. That he's with me, that he's praying on my behalf. So we've talked about this idea of letting God's people be with you in it, feeling it, 
grieving it so you can experience Jesus being with you in it. That when you don't even know what to pray, inviting the Holy Spirit to pray on your behalf. There's a last aspect. It's once God begins to comfort you, love on you, care for you, God's people begin to love on you, care for you, comfort you, then one of the things you can do is care for and comfort others. Now guys, this is one of the hardest things I ever did. We had a friend who contacted us and said, hey, some close friends of ours just lost their infant at birth. Would you be willing to talk to them? And it was so hard. And and I remember sitting down with my, my wife and I, excuse me, myself first, sitting down with this couple and then their friend, the wife, and just kind of walking through what my wife and I experienced. And then Kelly and I ended up going to the funeral for this child and being able to love on the husband and wife, the mom, dad. And she asked me to speak. And here I am, standing up at a funeral service for an infant, talking about what does it look like to be with, to comfort, to grieve, to mourn. And I'm encouraging this couple to experience comfort from God. And I'm encouraging this couple's sphere of influence, a part of God's people, because these were believers, followers of Jesus, to comfort them. Can I tell you something? There's no way I would have been able to express any sort of comfort. No way my wife would have been able to express any sort of comfort for this couple in their pain if we'd not let God comfort us in ours. Imagine if I'd said, no, I don't want to comfort, experience God's comfort. I just want to escape into pornography. I want to escape into things that are going to make me feel good. Well, then I miss out on an opportunity for God to use me to love on somebody else who's really hurting. But because I chose to experience that comfort, God was with me in it. I knew I wasn't alone. I could grieve it. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. Yes, I hate that I feel it. Yes, I hate that I've experienced it. But I know that He's with me. He's loved on me. He's comforted me. And then He gets to use me to love on and comfort other people. Guys, can I tell you something? When I'm done with that, there's no shame. That's way better than porn. That's way better than sexual sin. As you're watching this, listening to this today, this is my prayer for you. If you don't know the Lord, that you'd cry out to Jesus right now to have him in your life. That if you do know the Lord, that this would be an opportunity to go, is there unresolved sadness in my heart? God, where's that coming from? And take it to him. Why? So you can feel it, grieve it. So he can comfort you. So you can have God's people weep with you. So you can experience the Holy Spirit praying for you, interceding with you, loving on you, comforting you, knowing you're not alone. Ultimately seeing good that may come from it. And that God can use you to love on and comfort others out of your own pain. Guys, that's way, way, way more fulfilling. Way better experience of doing life than escaping into things that are just going to lead to shame and more pain. Pray with me. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name for those who are watching this, who are hurting, who have deep sadness. Please. Father God, 
Would you overwhelm them with your love? Would you give them the courage and the confidence to look deep in their heart, deep into their pain, deep into their grief? Would they mourn it? Would they grieve it? So that they could be loved on by you, comforted, comforted by you, Jesus, comforted by God's people, and they'd have the opportunity to comfort others. God, would this bring hope and encouragement to someone today? We say it in your name. Amen. May God meet you in the midst of your stuff. May God be the one that we run to, not anything else. God's blessings to you today.